You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. God is good. I want to share with you on what I call train your mind to believe. Turn to someone and say, neighbor. You need to train your mind to believe. Yeah. So, it's, it's I mean, obviously we are believers, right? But it's sad to say that not all believers are believers. So, we have unbelieving believers who... Believe in Jesus, so that makes them believers, right? But then, when it comes to the promises of God, when it comes to walking with God, when it comes to walking by faith, they struggle. Why? Because their minds have not been trained to believe. If, not, if anything, their minds have been trained to doubt. Their minds have been trained to question, not for um, understanding, but to question out of unbelief. Okay? So in our generation, we need, God needs people that will rise up and will dare to believe him. Will dare to begin to walk by faith, okay? And I know there's all kinds of things that have been said about faith, but I want you to know that there is a faith that was delivered to us. That's what James talks about, all right? And in fact, James says, contend. Is it James? Jude, sorry. Contend for the faith. That was once delivered. So when it comes to faith. It says you need to contend. Now to contend. Is not a passive word. Am I correct? Yeah you can't contend passively. So many Christians. Are. Um, are passive. In their walk with God. And passivity will not get you anywhere. You cannot progress with a passive approach to God. So in Jude, verse 3 says, Dear friends, although I was very eager to write to you about the salvation we share, I felt I had to write and urge you to contend for the faith that was once for all entrusted to the saints. Let's read it in the King James. New King James. Okay, beloved, while I was very diligent to write to you concerning our common salvation, I found it necessary to write to you, exhorting you to contend earnestly for the faith 
which was once for all delivered to the saints. So there is a faith that was delivered. God delivered this faith to us. But we need to contend. And we need to train our minds to walk in this faith. We need to train our minds. Why is it that in our generation we're not seeing the manifestations of God like in the days of old? Have you wondered why Christianity today seems to be powerless? This is the reason. There is a faith that was delivered. And we saw that faith work miracles. We saw, if you read your Bible, you see from page to page where this faith that was delivered also delivered some results. There is a kind of faith Moses walked in. There is a kind of faith Elijah walked in. There is a kind of faith Elisha walked in. There is a kind of faith Daniel walked in. There is a kind of faith that Joseph walked in. This is the faith that was delivered. So we need to contend for that. There's a kind of faith Paul walked in. Yes? Even Peter walked in this faith. But we need that faith in our generation. Not just faith for selfishness. Not basket faith. But battle faith. Not just a shopping list faith, although God meets our needs and even supplies our wants because he is our shepherd. He says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. So I know religion says God only meets your needs, not your wants. That's religion, not Bible. Okay? So he meets your needs, but he can also supply your wants if you follow him as your shepherd. Are you getting my point? Yeah, so there is a place for that in our walk with God. But then there is a place where we, we stop the, the mouth of lions like Daniel. There is a faith like that. Do you understand? There is a faith that can shut the heavens like Elijah. There is a faith like that. There is a faith that can raise the dead. Okay? That's the faith that was delivered. So it's... it's it's more, it's, it's more than just having a million dollars in your account. Because a million dollars cannot raise the dead. How many people know that? A million dollars is limited. A million dollars cannot 
open the heavens or shut the heavens. So, in as much as it's good to have a million dollars, but this faith is more powerful. It's more powerful. This is the kind of faith Wigglesworth walked in. You heard of Smith Wigglesworth, right? Somebody died and Wigglesworth came and he looked at the corpse and he, he takes this corpse, hits it against the wall. Come back in the name of Jesus. Now it, it drops. Then he picks it up again, hits it against the wall. Come back in the name of Jesus. It drops. Picks it up again. Hits it against the wall. Come back in the name of Jesus. And the guy came back to life. Hallelujah. That's the faith I'm talking about. That's the faith that was delivered. He traveled. His wife died. And when he came back, he said, where is she? Where did you lay her? He went and he woke her up. He says, why, why are you going? <laughs> huh? This wasn't part of the agreement. <laughs> and she said, please, allow me. <laughs> Let me go. I finished. I finished my work. I finished my race. I don't want to stay here anymore. And he says, but I love you. I know. But I have to go. I'll wait for you. On the other side. And they hugged, kissed, and she died again. The faith that was once delivered. I mean, these are people like you and I. Do you understand? But our minds have been trained not to believe God. Not to expect God to show up. That's our problem. We have become educated doubters. Yeah. You can tweet it. <laughs> so, what am I talking about? I am saying that we need to come back to that place where we start believing God and start trusting God like the biblical saints did. And then we begin to see God show up like he did in their days. We need that in our day. The reason why we have so many atheists today is because we are not manifesting this. You can only be an atheist when you don't see manifestation. By the time God shows up, the atheist cannot, he, he cannot be an atheist. 
So, your mind needs to be trained. Let's look at Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8. And I'll read verse, verse 5. It says, For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. Okay? It says, For to be carnally minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. So, there is a carnal mind. There is a spiritual mind. And he, he's talking to believers here. Okay? He's talking to believers. In 1 um, Corinthians chapter 2, Paul says that uh, the natural mind cannot receive the things of the Spirit of God. The natural mind. In other words, the rational mind. The mind that depends only on logic. The mind that is only trained to be logical. Right? And only operates by natural logic. By natural intelligence. That's all it operates by. That mind cannot receive the things of the Spirit of God. Why? They are foolishness to Him. Are there not times that spiritual things appear foolish? Yeah. They don't make sense to the natural mind. Somebody is dead. Leave him. Go bury the person. Why do you want to disturb the person? That's a natural mind. Go bury the person. Okay. There are people that have died and should be buried. Definitely. <laughs> Quickly. Don't delay. Yeah. But there are some people that have no business dying. Come on. Yeah. They have no business dying. So just turn, turn to your neighbor and say, you better not die on me now. <laughs> you have no business dying now. <laughs> this is the wrong time to die. Yeah. It's the wrong time. There's a right time for everything. There's a time to live. There's a time to die. <laughs> not every death is according to God's timing. Yes. But the natural mind cannot understand that. It cannot understand that. And some of us only live by natural, by our natural minds. What you don't realize is that you are not only a natural being, you are also a spiritual being. You are not only an earthly being, but you are a heavenly being. So, as a heavenly being, you cannot operate with a natural mind. 
Are you getting me? The natural mind is only for natural things. But the spiritual mind is different. It's different. So to be carnally minded, a carnal mind is different from a natural mind. Although it's a product of a natural mind. So, a carnal, the word carnal means flesh. The, the, the Greek word for carnal means flesh. Let's read it in the Amplified. Amplified version. It says, for those who, who are according to the flesh are controlled by its unholy desires, set their minds and pursue those things which gratify the flesh. Can you see? Yes. But those who are according to the Spirit and are controlled by the desires of the Spirit, set their minds on and seek those things which gratify the spirit. Um, I don't know. If, I don't. I don't know if should, it should be holy there. The spirit. Okay. So holy spirit, yes, but maybe not just that. Even your spirit. Your spirit has its own desires as well. Okay. So it's not just holy spirit, but even your recreated spirit. Your born-again spirit has desires that are different from your flesh. Okay? So the, the desires are different from the flesh. So he's saying that you, if you are controlled by the spirit, then your desires, your mind is set on the desires. You, you align with the spirit. Your innermost being. Deep down in your conscience, in your spirit, there are certain things that you just know this is the way to go. So you, you follow that. Even though your mind, your thoughts, Satan is projecting some thoughts to get you to do something else, but you live from within. When you live from within, then you can please God. So, your mind needs to be trained. But how do you train the mind? A carnal mind is a contradiction in the life of a believer because you are a spirit being. You're not a carnal being. Okay? If you... If you let me use this to illustrate. Um, there's nothing wrong with being a baby. Correct? I mean, a child will be a child. So, uh, Michaela is expected to behave like a child. So, there are things she will do that are okay for where she is. Okay. But then, if your sister behaves like Michaela, you know there's a problem. It's a major problem. Yeah? So, that's, 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 that's the carnal mind. So, the carnal man is the believer that has refused to grow. 
Yeah. So he's born again. He has the nature of God. He has the fruit of the Spirit in his spirit. But he has chosen not to grow. So because of that, he's only living by the desires of his flesh. All right? Some people... Some people have a philosophy. If it feels good, then do it. If it feels right, then it must be right. What kind of philosophy is that? If it feels where? Where does it feel? It's the flesh. You see? It's definitely not the spirit. Because if it feels, feels good, to the flesh for your neighbor to rob you does that make it right but it feels it feels good to him you know this is your nice car that you're driving if it feels good to your neighbor to say i think i deserve that car does that make it right but you know Unknown to many people, they are living like that when it comes to the things of the Spirit. So, because they feel something, they believe that that is it. So, that is why we need to renew our minds. That's why we need to renew our minds. Romans chapter 12, verse 2 says, uh, be, not, be, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That you may what? Prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. You see the word? The word transform there is from the Greek word metamorpho, which means it's, it's where we get the word metamorphosis from. Are you getting me? So, you, you remember the butterfly, right? You did your biology, life science, or what do you call it now? Yeah. Sorry? Life science, okay. Yeah, so you remember the caterpillar, right? Then it goes through a process. And this thing that used to crawl gathers wings and starts flying. He said, what kind of a thing is this? All right. So that process is what the Bible is calling transformed. Okay? Be transformed. So, you need to be changed from a carnal, natural, fleshly person to a spiritual person. So that you can walk in the, 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 the faith that was delivered. You see? And it's from the same word. How many people remember when Jesus was on the Mount of Transfiguration? What happened there? He was transfigured. 
All right? This is the same root word. The same word. So he was metamorphosized. And he now looked. He was glittering. So what he's saying is that that can happen to you if you allow the word of God to work in your mind. So you can literally become another person. Through the agency of God's word. So you are not a victim to circumstances. You are not a victim to situations. Do you understand me? You are not at the mercy of circumstances. No, you are not. You shouldn't be. God has called you and made you a king. For God's sake, you are a king in God's kingdom. A king and a priest. So kings, there is a mindset that kings have. How many people know there's a difference between a king and a slave? A major difference. <laughs> yes? One has rights, the other doesn't. One has privileges, the other doesn't. One has authority, the other doesn't. One has a future. The other one's future is determined by the master. Amen? And the list goes on and on. You know that a slave, even if a slave has a baby, that baby doesn't belong to the slave. <laughs> belongs to the master. So the master just sees more labor force. Is that, that's what happened to the Israelites in Egypt. The more they increased, the more the labor force for Pharaoh. So you are not Satan's labor force. Do you understand? So you need to renew your mind and start thinking like a king. Stop thinking like a slave. God had a hard time with the Israelites. To take Egypt out of them was a hard mission. Because they just couldn't see themselves but slaves. And so because of that, they couldn't enter the promised land. So our minds must be trained to believe. To believe God. You cannot walk with God if you don't believe. You must believe God. I believe. I believe. Things might not be okay, but I believe. Things might be rough, but I believe. That contrast is vital. So you need to have a mind that constantly contrasts 
things. That's a believing mind. It will look at the situation and then it will contrast that and say, but I believe. But I believe. This is, this, this is what the situation looks like. This, this, is, this, is, you know, this is what has been said. And this is what the experts have said. And of course, they're right. But I believe. But I believe. Yeah, this, the doctors have said this and that. They have done their best. They've done all the tests. They've diagnosed this. And this is a situation. But I believe. Do you understand? Yeah, my situation is so hopeless. The things are so bad. It's like there's no way out and all of that. When I look naturally, I can't find, I can't figure a way out. But I believe. So you have to, you need to have this kind of default setting. Your mind must be set to contrast things. If you're going to walk with God. So you can look at a lion and say, this is a lion, but I believe. Yeah. I told you before, my friend that, that walked from... <laughs> Some of you even remember his name. <laughs> yeah. Walk from Central Africa to East Africa. Yeah, to obey God's call. Huh? He was waiting, maybe God will do this, do this. And, and my other friend, the Lord sends him to, to, to this guy to say, What are you still doing? Huh? What are you still doing here? You are supposed to be in East Africa. He says, Yes, but you know. And, and I don't have money. I don't have. I said, but don't you have legs? Come on. Yeah. So the little money he had, he, he transported himself to Cameroon, ran out of money there, did a bit of, you know, laborer work, whatever, save a bit, and continued. And continued. And continued. Huh? Ended up in Congo. No. Central Africa. Where he confronted, he saw a lion. He was face to face with a lion. The lion is looking. Thank you, Lord, for this wonderful meal. Long time no eat. Yeah. There's a lion, but I believe. Yeah. And he is there. Lord, start speaking in tongues. <laughs> All the tongues you have not spoken, you will speak <laughs> when you see a lion. <laughs> yeah. Peradventure, the tongues will be translated to the 
lion so that it will hear the voice of God. He said, the Spirit of God just spoke to him and told him, throw your bag to that direction and go this direction. <laughs> so that's, that's what happened. He threw his bag, poof, and then went. The lion went for the bag and missed him. The lion's mind is not renewed. <laughs> it, it doesn't have a spiritual mind. <laughs> yes. The point is this. When, when, when God speaks and circumstances say otherwise, you need to be able, you need to have a mind that does not surrender. Do you understand me? Amen. You need to have a mind that looks at the situation. I know, but I believe. Train your mind to believe. Train your mind to believe. The doctors gave me three months to six months to live, but I believe. Yeah. So, your mind must be trained to always contrast. Yes? Your mind must always contradict the prevailing conditions. Yeah. You must contradict it. Because some believers actually are doing this in reverse. So, God is moving. Then, they doubt. So, their mind contradicts what God is doing. I'll give you an example. Let's look at Matthew. We'll close with this. Matthew chapter 14. Matthew 14, look at 22. Immediately, Jesus made his disciples to get into the boat and go before him to the other side while he sent the multitude away. This was after he had fed the 5,000. Remember, they wanted to make him king. <laughs> um, and when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up the mountain by himself to pray. Now, when evening came, he was alone there, but the boat was now in the middle of the sea and tossed by the waves, for the wind was contrary. Now in the fourth watch, that is between 3 to 6 a.m., all right? In the fourth watch of, of the night, Jesus went to them walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, it is a ghost. And they cried out for fear. <laughs> oh my. 
But immediately Jesus spoke to them saying, Be of good cheer, it is I. Do not be afraid. Okay? May God cause you to walk on water. (laughs) Yes. It is I. Do not be afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. I like Peter. And then he said, come. And when Peter had come down out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw that the wind was boisterous, he was afraid and began to sink. Cry out, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him and said to him, O you of little faith, why did you doubt? And when he got into the boat, the wind ceased. So the wind was targeting Peter. Peter, I mean, they are walking. I mean, they are in the boat, rowing, going to the other side. Oh, yeah. And Jesus comes walking on water. The faith that was once delivered. Hallelujah. It's at work. He is walking on water. And they have never seen somebody walk on water before. So the natural mind says it's a ghost. Yeah. Only a ghost can do that. How many of them have seen a ghost do that? (laughs) But you see the natural mind has a way of explaining the supernatural. Yeah. So it has a way of explaining the supernatural. Haven't you seen it? Many people, they get healed and people come and convince them that they are not healed. Yeah. They experience God. God comes through for them, but the natural mind convinces them that God did not come through. And they believe it. It's like the story of this crippled man that got healed. This guy got healed, right? He's been crippled for so long, and he goes to this meeting, and he gets healed. He gets healed, and he goes back, but his church... His church don't believe in healing. All right? Yeah, because healings, miracles, and all those things have gone. They have ceased. So now we only have doctors, and it's doctors that are the healers. So he goes to church walking, and the pastor looks at him, he's upset. He says, I know you. You've been hanging around all those tongue-talking people. You have been hanging around them. That's why. Yeah. And what happened? Within a short while, he's back where he used to be. Some people are going to answer to God. Because they talk people out of faith. 
God has done something in somebody's life, instead of celebrating, even if you don't understand, just, just be positive. But the pastor took him out of his miracle. So the natural mind has a way of explaining the supernatural. Explain it away. To get you back to where you were. Or to stop you from moving at the level of Jesus. Which was what happened. Okay? So Peter steps out of the boat and he actually starts walking on water. And he's walking. And Satan thought, this, I can't allow this because this is going to spoil my ministry. So the wind is blowing. It's blowing. And inside of Peter, to continue looking at Jesus, walking and looking at Jesus, he turns and he's looking at the wind. First of all, you can't even see the wind. You can only feel the effect of the wind. But then, you know, his natural mind kicked in. The mind that does not understand the things of the Spirit of God. They are foolishness. You know, they are foolishness to him. So, the mind is telling him, you're not walking on water. You can't be walking on water. What are you talking about? This is, you, you, you are being hypnotized or something. You know, what? This is not real. This can't be real. Nobody has walked on water before. How can you walk on water? Only the Son of God can do that. You cannot do that. You are not the son of God. You are Peter. And he started sinking. So some people's mind is such that when God is doing things, their own contrast is the other way. You see? But no, your mind must be trained. You need to train your, your mind. Tell yourself to believe God. Come what may, I believe God. It shall be unto me according to the word of God. Yes? Be like Mary when the angel came to her and told her, Mary, you're going to conceive and you're going to bear a child. And she said, how is this going to happen? Seeing I know not a man. And the angel says to her, the spirit of the Lord will overshadow you. Huh? And you will conceive. And Mary said, let it be unto me according to the word of God. Hallelujah. So although the natural mind is telling you biologically this is impossible. It cannot happen. It has never happened before. And it cannot be explained biologically that a woman will just get up and conceive without the help of a man. Well, science now 
I don't know. Nowadays. But they still need a man. At least the man has to donate. Isn't it? Or is there another way? <laughs> he doesn't want to talk. <laughs> it's not a trick question. Yeah. So, Mary said, let it be unto me. In other words, it's not possible naturally, but I believe. Amen. That's the kind of mind we need to have if we're going to walk with God. Because God can tell you, go and raise this person from the dead. How many days now? Have they been dead? Uh, it's been four days. Wow. Um, yeah, I think, I think now it's too late. All the organs, yeah, all the organs have, you know, they've packed up everything. So, no, God is not telling you to go and do what is easy. That's what you need to understand. When God is sending you, He's not sending you because it is easy. But, but he is sending you because he makes it possible. Do you understand? So don't be looking for easy things all the time. Some easy things don't take you to where you should be. Yeah. So the difficult things in the natural with the spiritual mind are actually not difficult. Hallelujah. So, to be spiritually minded, back to our scripture, Romans chapter 8 verse 6. We'll close here. Romans chapter 8 verse 6. It says, For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is what? Life and peace. How many people want life? Then you need to have a spiritual mind. Your mind must be spiritual, not carnal. Do you understand? So you use your spiritual mind to interpret life. Your logic, you use it, but they, you need to know its limits. But if you want a real life, this is it. This is it. So that mind kind of, when I was meditating, it's, it's, like, it's, like, a, it's like a portal. You know? So your mind is like a portal. So it, it's, it's like it opens to whatever. Whatever you focus it on. So if it's on carnal things, it's a portal to death. You see? But then if it's, if it's, if it's spiritual things, then it's a carnal. It's, it's, not, it's not carnal. It's, it's a portal to life and peace. So if you want peace in your marriage, you need to be spiritual. You need to have a spiritual mind. If you, want, if you want life in your body, you need to have a spiritual mind concerning 
your body, concerning your relationships, concerning your future, concerning your, your career, concerning your studies, you need to have a spiritual mind. Let's stand up on our feet. Time is gone. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.